Promises to engage listeners in objective conversations and share scriptural truth that transcends one's emotions, personal opinions, and preferences as a means to provide practical solutions and answers to real issues that affect real people by discussing a variety of diverse topics and provide thought-provoking answers to questions that we thought we knew the answers to. I just want to talk about stuff people don't want to talk about nowadays. I want to address the elephants in the room. I want to be thought-provoking, open-minded. We on the air like here we go. Welcome to Crosstalk. This is your man, Steph Swig. This is Big Pudge in the studio with What's me. What's going on? And we got a great show lineup for you. Thank you for catching us once again. We got a great episode, man. We're talking about a pregnant female pastor. It's interesting. It's a lot of things that sounds wrong right off the bat on that one to me. But uh, I want to dive deeper in that because Yusuf had a good, or sorry, Big Pudge had uh, <laughs> had an interesting um, swing to things on that one. He, the question he posed was, you know, if we're going to talk about a pregnant female pastor, being pregnant, basically sleeping with someone before outside of marriage. How come we can't? How come it's a different standard when it's men pastors? That's, that's just so. You know, it's, it's it's real different. I think what's more popular uh, in the world today that um, it's okay for men to sleep around, whether you're a pastor or whether you're just a plain businessman or whoever you are, <clears throat> and. Uh, Brothers kind of give uh, other brothers kudos for, you know, the amount of women that they've slept with. But, um, and then you even have pastors that, you know, sleep with women in the church, secretly have women pregnant and secretly got, you know, abortions. And even some of them have babies and they keep it a secret. But then when the church comes out, you know, some people leave, when it, not when the church comes out, when the news comes out, you know, some people leave the church, but the majority of them will back the pastor you know, and just say, oh, he's human and he's still a man of God and it doesn't, you know, touch his anointing and stuff like that. But when it comes to a woman, you know, being pregnant and has kind of done the same thing, she's looked down on 10 times worse than 
the man is. And honestly, I just feel like it's it's the way the world has painted uh, the picture that it's okay for men to, you know, whore around and do what they want to do despite their title, despite what they do. But it's extremely trifling for a woman to do it. And it's just overall, none of it is right. And I feel like it should just be one of those things where the men should be held accountable just as much as the women are held accountable. I agree. I think it's a double standard. I think it's a, uh, it's a prejudice there. Mm-hmm. I think um, because I don't know where it comes from or how far it goes back, but I think it's when I think it ties into the whole fact that women a lot of times are treated as second rate citizens. Like, you know, remember, think about back in, what, the 50s when the women weren't getting nowhere near as paid as much as the men were getting paid and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I was thinking, like, you know, it's like one of those things, do as I say, now as I do type deals. Like, you know, right. if a man do it, it's, it's kind of, okay, it's okay, but if a woman do it, I can't believe you did that. I can't believe you, you know, it's like, I don't, I don't understand where it comes from, but I think it's a double standard. I don't know why it's that way. But you're right though. Like with men, you know, you get you get women. You sleep around. It's considered cool by most people. A lot of guys. Mm-hmm. A woman does it. She's a whore. You know. Right. And um. But it goes both ways. We still have the same standards. Like, you know, we're not gonna sleep around anyway. Yeah. Men or women. And I I think it's what you said. I think it even goes back like um, even back to the to the to the Bible days, maybe even before then um. Women were just never uh, held to the same standard as a man. Even yeah. even when you go to the, <clears throat> I know a lot of people may not notice, but there are, you know, originally there was over 600 scrolls in the Bible. We only have 66. Um, but there is a, there is a book called, uh, it's called um, Scroll of the Lost Testaments. The Lost, Lost Testaments and it's the New Testaments. And in these scrolls, also with the Apocrypha, you read about a lot of women that ruled certain kingdoms. Mm-hmm. And back in those days, <clears throat> women were not, let's just say it like this. Back in those days, it was it was totally like disrespectful for a woman to rule anything. She either had to be a queen, concubine, peasant. It was, those are the only things that they could actually do. So for a woman to actually rule and have her own opinion of how she thinks things should be or how it should go, it was kind of like blasphemy Mm -hmm. to men back then. And when you fast forward into uh, back in the days when slavery was real heavy, black men vote, but black women couldn't. Mm -hmm. And they they had to fight to get just to just be able to vote. So it's like women always had to struggle to just let their points be known, let mm-hmm. their voice be heard. And the sad part is, is it's still like very evident in the earth today that it's that that still exists because if I can separate um, the man of God and know that he's been doing things he's not supposed to be doing, but when he stands in front of the congregation to preach, me knowing all his filth, me knowing all his dirt, and I can separate that from his spirit from when he speaks and he preaches, and I can still receive what he's saying because that's his spirit being led by by God at that time and not his flesh. Mm-hmm. Why is it so hard for people to separate the spirit from the flesh when it comes to a woman? 
it's 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 one of those things where it's just overall it's the same thing and it's just like why do we do that why do we allow why do we give men passes but we hold women accountable for everything but the man is always you know able to skate skip through or skate by when it comes to certain things like that you know as you was talking man you brought the bible into it and uh yeah, I mean, thinking, you know, even in the Bible, women were t looked at differently. Mm -hmm. Like, they were looked at as property, you know? Right. And also, I, I think back to when I'm, you're hearing about every, uh, not every, but a lot of people have many wives, or they had concubines and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But I have never read in the Bible where a woman had more than one husband, or she just had right. dudes she was sleeping with on the side or nothing like that. Like, they talked about men having women on the side, and it was no big, not women on the side, but concubines, right. which is people who could sleep with the husband. Right. And it's okay. It seems like it's all right. But mm -hmm. when it comes to the woman, you don't hear about it until well, you you hear about it, but it was it was always a negative thing. You don't hear about women having harems or anything like that. Mm -hmm. But it's like even when uh when Jesus had to step in for that lady when he said you know he without sin cast the first stone, mm -hmm. they was tripping on her because she she was sleeping uh she's sleeping around right right right. But but the men in the Old Testament they had wives. As a matter of fact, they had concubines and they had mistresses. You know, and it was okay. Like, mm -hmm. you know, even with, uh, was it Abraham and Sarah? Mm -hmm. And uh, uh, yeah, yeah, Abraham, I think it was Abraham and Sarah. And God told Abraham he was going to have a, a child later on in life. And, yeah. later, and, and they could they kind of laughing, like, I'm so old, like, you know. Yeah. And Sarah told him to go sleep with her hand, her handmaid. Right. And uh, he did. And it was okay. Well, it seemed like it was okay at the time. Right, right. But, um, it's just, it's just looked at differently. You yeah. never, I never heard of a, um, I yeah, mean, I could be wrong. I haven't read in the Bible where dudes just told their women to sleep around and it's okay, yeah. or women had multiple sex partners being okay in the Bible, but it's the other way around. I haven't either, and it's funny that you're bringing this up. Okay, so I work for Uber, and um, got a guy, picked up a guy today from the airport, and um, he was literally telling me about a friend that he has that uh, lives in the States, but he has residence in uh, South America. Okay. Um. And in South America, right now, in 2017, a 50-year-old man can marry a 12-year-old girl. Ooh. And and the father is completely 100% okay. He actually offers up his daughters. Like I said, property. That's exactly. weird, man. I don't, Offer, I don't get still that. To this day. And this, yeah. guy, this guy was telling me this today, how his 50-something-year-old friend ran through all five of this man's daughters. And the oldest one is only 18. Wow. And it's completely okay. Like, it's 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 one of those things where it's not like in America where we look at that as child molestation or statutory, statutory yeah. rape or nothing like that. It's, it's very known out there for them to do that. And he was saying, if you are American, number one, you're already looked at highly out there. Two, if you have money, fathers are throwing their daughters at Americans who have money mm. because they look at it like they're marrying their child into wealth. I get Pretty it. much I, like I, the Bible does. I understand that. Yeah, so it's... it's, it's I understand that mindset. I don't know if I agree with it all the way, but I yeah, agree with it. I'll never agree with yeah. a 50-year-old man marrying a 13-year-old girl. No, or, no. Or giving a 13-year-old girl. Nah. To me, that, that there's, there's, there's something so unbalanced in that. And maybe it's because I'm American. <laughs> and you have daughters? <laughs> yeah, daughter? yeah. Right, and I have a 13-year-old daughter. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and you know, so... It's it's um it goes back to the mindset. It, it's funny because when the guy was telling me that story today, all I kept thinking about was the Bible and how 
certain countries still do things as if as, as the Bible was back then. Like you said, Solomon, perfect example. You know, 300 wives, 800 concubines, 700 concubines. That is he's Will Chamberlain back in the right, day. Right, that is he's more than Will Chamberlain. <laughs> I mean, that is crazy. Yeah. Because in my mind, number one, where's the stamina coming from? That's the first question. Yeah. That's the and, and then number two, why do you need that many women? That's literally a thousand women. Like you had three hundred wives, and and and, and yeah. what people you know, I, I've heard a lot of people reference um it being okay and through my reading i never read where god said he was pleased with that type of life i've always asked questions about that no one's ever given me an answer through my reading and and, yeah. and like i said i and i, I want to make it known through my reading and yeah. my understanding my okay. understanding is god loved us so much that he actually gave us desires of our hearts with pleasure and that didn't necessarily mean he was okay with it. Mm -hmm. Example would be, um, the first king was Saul. Yeah, it was never God's intentions for for a man to have a man rule over them. Mm -hmm. They kept man kept asking for a king. We need a ruler. We need someone to protect us. We mm -hmm. need someone to rule us. So God gave them that, yeah. but that wasn't originally His intent. I think it's the same thing when it goes back to God allowing men to have several wives, several concubines. It was the, the agape love that he had for us to where he literally gave us desires of our hearts at that time. That doesn't necessarily mean that um, he was okay with it. Yeah. You know, he, he just allowed it. That's 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 my opinion. I yeah. want to let it be known. That's, that's an opinion. Your opinion is wrong. Right. <laughs> I don't want, I don't want yeah. people to be like he quoting scriptures and quote Bible and that's the fact and that's no that's just my opinion mm -hmm. and it's just through my reading it's just what I feel like and and, and it honestly really just shows how much of a loving God that we actually serve that even though because if you think about it when he gave them rulers a lot of bad things came from that mm -hmm. when all, all these different you know Solomon women was his downfall. He was the most wisest man on the planet, the most richest man on the planet, and mm -hmm. his women was downfall. So it was like, I gave you this, but I gave you a warning not to marry uh, the enemy, mm -hmm. and you did he that did. anyway. He did. He did. But it became your downfall. So it's like, I believe if God don't want you to have something, there's a reason why he don't want you to yeah. have it. But he will give it to you because you desire that, but knowing that there's going to be some repercussions behind mm -hmm. it. So it's 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 um you know not 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 getting off off topic when it comes to you know the men and the women it is it, it's, it's just one of these things where um it goes back to that to that love that God has literally for all of us <clears throat> which I'm gonna bring that into when it comes to the male pastor and the female pastor God does not look at either one of them differently they have both somewhat committed this. They both committed the same yeah. sin. You know, they're both still called by God and it doesn't take away their anointing because of what they have done uh, fleshly wise. And people just should know that yeah. human beings are, are the ones who feel like an anointing has been tainted because of something that they've done. Mm -hmm. Now, true indeed, 
it kills, it, it kills it, his witness, though. It, I was just about to say that. And it, 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 it does now. And, and that's that's God, actually just, just true. It, yeah. I mean, but I'm with you on that, though. Um, I don't know about God a lot of people have what they want me. I don't know. I just wanted to go on record saying I'm not sure if that's, <laughs> if that's what the Bible depicts. But uh, nah, seriously, though, when it comes to that, I was thinking about that the other day. You know, the woman's pregnant. And we know how people get pregnant. They have sex. And they right. know there ain't no ring on their fingers. So the congregation's looking at her like, you know, what you doing, basically? Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of time when they when they see in that, like, I think I'm not justified by any means, but if, if a man, if you know the pastor done slept with somebody in church, you're not reminded of it every time you see him. But this woman done got seated up. She's pregnant. Mm -hmm. So every time she step out there, you see in her evidence that True. she she's fornicated. True. However, you know, do you ask her? To, I mean, for one, we we kind of, that's a whole other subject about women pastors. But it's like, but what do you do? Do you ask her to step down because she sinned? Do you ask the Do you ask a male pastor to step down because he sinned, or or can they continue to be pastors? That's that's a, I, I'm not saying question. It's a, it's a thought provoking question, rather. Um, mm -hmm. I really want people to think about that. But but if that's the case, what happens when the pastor lied? What happened when he lied to get out of a ticket? What happened when you know he you know just um, or she, he or she, mm -hmm. what happened when they just um, overate on purpose, gluttony? What happened, you know, when they cheated on their taxes? Do they step down then? So if, that, if you're going to have to make them step down over a sexual sin or what we deem a high sin, I guess, mm -hmm. where is the line drawn? Like, do they, okay, so she slept around. I don't agree with it by any means. Mm -hmm. And she's supposed to be a leader and or he's supposed to be the pastor, supposed to be a leader. Right. Either way, but they're still human leaders. Mm -hmm. And they still have good to do. They still have, it still doesn't discredit the word they was giving you. The thing about it, now that you know their sin, mm -hmm. it's a lot of closet sins. Everyone in the church got sins in their closet, someone right there on their sleeve. But, but the, the thing about sexual sins is a lot of times you can see it up front. But then you got jealousy, you got envy, you got all these other sins that's going on in the body of the church and people in the church and in the high, the high offices of the church. So if you're going to ask this person to step down because they slept around, you got to ask everyone to basically leave when they step in. You, can, you ask them to be not human, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. Now, if my pastor got someone pregnant, he's married, and it's not his wife, I don't know how I would um, react. Yeah. But he's not my leader leading me as in, as in my salvation goes. My salvation is directly tied to Christ. Mm -hmm. He's a person who helps and brings the word and is, is a leadership over the church and that kind of thing. However... He's still human. We're still right. valuable people. You know, I might fall tomorrow. Like, I might fall today. I might slip up and cuss on the podcast. You right. never know. Right, right. But, you know, we're all human. I'm not saying any sin is okay. It's just that I don't think people, if we're all created, we don't have the right to tell, I guess, people how to, um, you know, who should be in a poop and who shouldn't be. Right. I think we should definitely lead to the Bible when it says this thing. But the Bible isn't clear. On what happened, they tell you the prerequisites for a person to be to become pastor, mm -hmm. like you know he has to be this, he has to be that. But does it tell you the prerequisites to do if he's a human pastor if he gets the poop and he sins? Because people sin, pastors sin. Mm -hmm. It's just that it's a line there, like right. that we that they that's an invisible line or a pedestal that people put him on. Like oh he's a pastor, he can't do this or. And I don't know where that comes from. I think it comes from like, well, if he's a pastor and he does this, you know, what chance do I stand in? So I thought he was closer to God than that. But right. everybody has strongholds and struggles. And I think that's why it's so devastating to a church when you find out your pastor done slept with somebody in the congregation or had an affair and stuff like that. But these are all human beings, human, human beings and human issues. Mm -hmm. And to me, at the same time, it gives you a greater uh, example of why we need God's grace. 
You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like we're all fighting. This is the past that he's he fought with God. You know, you know, let me take that table. Look about David. Think about King David. Mm -hmm. The Bible describes him as a man after God's own heart. Mm -hmm. A man after God's own heart sent to her husband. He fell in love with this dude's wife, slept with her, sent her husband to the front line and to he be got murdered. killed to be to be murdered. That's what I'm saying. So I'm saying, but he's considered God's. That concludes our podcast. You know what I'm <laughs> I mean, drops Mike and walks away. But exactly. Seriously. Exactly. So, so the moral of this right here is keep it, Jesus on the pedestal, and that's keep, it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> because at the end of the day, we as humans do put our leaders on a pedestal. A lot of times, I think, um, subconsciously, we do it. Um, you know. And we don't really realize we've done that until they do something that devastates us. Exactly. And, but I would encourage the world to think about what Step just said. Just think about David's story. And honestly, if, if you've never heard the story of David and Bathsheba story, and it's like what Step said in the beginning of it. It says in the word of God that David was a man after God's own heart. He never lost a battle. Exactly. Never lost a battle. And he reigned for 40 years and he never lost a battle. Yeah. Yet he still sinned. Exactly. So at the end of the day, we are all human. We all sin. And a man who honored God, who loved God to the utmost, still did something wrong, and, and God still loved him. God didn't take him off the throne. God didn't saw see that he would lose a battle. Now, God did kill the son that was conceived by way of that. That was the punishment for his actual sin. So people just know that there's a greater I want to say there's a greater punishment for leaders who are leading, for shepherds who are leading sheep. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, you're leading sheep and sheep can only see five feet in front of them. So it is your job to lead them in the right direction. Yeah. So I can honestly see how, even though it's wrong, I can see how it could be more of an issue for someone to get over the pregnant woman pastor, because like you said, they're still physically seeing mm -hmm. what they consider sin yeah. because she's, she's carrying exactly. versus you look at the man and you don't always think that the first time you see him, because there's no evidence on him saying that I slept with so-and-so yeah. and so-and-so. So just the encouragement, man, to, to, cause I think, I think step came with the, with the, the primary um, thought. And that's just to look at, the story of David and Bathsheba. Yeah. So whenever you feel like, you know, you're feeling some kind of way about who your leader is, no matter what it is that they have done, if you could just look at that story right there, that should reel you back in. That should correct uh, a lot of thoughts that you're having that may not be good thoughts, maybe full-blown incorrect thoughts. It also proves how much God just simply loves us. True. I mean, it really, he did, it, it took nothing away from David's anointing by committing that sin. He mm -hmm. still had to pay the ultimate price by losing the child, mm -hmm. but it took nothing away from him. So even people who would even say, because honestly, this is 2017, and that that can and will kill a witness to certain people. Yeah. Some people just won't be able to get over the fact that 
this man done slept with several women in the congregation or this woman is pregnant, not mm-hmm. married, and now she's, you know, so now she's shown. Yeah. Some people won't be able to get over it. However, if you still look at that story in the Bible, it should help you grow to be able to get over it. Well said. Well said. And I think, so, like, when you talking, I was thinking about something, but it's like, um, when it comes to pastors, it's like a lot of pre-believers who are not a part of the church and not part of Christianity at all, they seem like they, they have higher standards for pastors than believers a lot of times. Because the first thing they say, he's supposed to be a pastor. How are he going to be telling people how to live their life? He can't, he can't tell me nothing. He's supposed to be telling me how to live my life. And first of all, pastors shouldn't be telling you how to live your life. They should be relaying the word of God to you mm-hmm. to guide you in your daily journeys. Mm-hmm. But it's not their job to tell you how to live their life. If you save, the Holy Spirit supposed to guide you. Mm-hmm. Maybe he confirms what the Holy Spirit already told you or vice versa. But pastors don't tell you. I, you know what? I'm not saying that. My point is, because you got some pastors, pastors that, that do, do tell you, them, boy. <laughs> <laughs> they will tell you. You do, boy. They will tell you how to live your life. But that, to my understanding, that is not the role of a pastor. Mm-hmm. He's an over, overseer, not a dictator. Right, right. And um, when you see your pastor, you feel like he's falling, pray for him, encourage him. And, it's, and uh, I'm going I'm to go out on a, I'm gonna go out here for pastors for a minute. Because pastors have a hard a hard job. They have a thankless job a lot of times. They get they all do. the problems and they get blamed for all the problems. They do. They do. You know, and then they act like, and people treat them like they can't be human. Like if a pastor take off to take care of his family, they, they say he's sold out or, you know, right. he's doing this. I've seen this happen. Right. And a lot of times, you know, and, and, and the sad thing is this is a high calling, but a lot of pastors are committing suicide. Yeah. And and, and uh, a, a year, a year and a half or two years ago, um, the 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 status on pastors committing suicide was very high. Yeah, two years ago. So, you know, we don't want to make it seem like we beating up on pastors because that is mm-hmm. not what we're doing. And just from my own experience, looking at my pastor last year or the year before, then he really, really went through. And I I got to uh have a conversation with him just to just to just to you know pick his brain to see how is it because I would never in my life ever want to lead uh, or be a pastor. I never, I would, I, I'm, I think I praise God that he did not put that call on my life Yeah. because it's being, you can't even, yeah. God will have it to where, you know, you don't work hard, your secular job all day. All you want to do is come home and sleep and God won't let you sleep because he has your sheep on, on your heart, in your mind, in your spirit to where you waking up out your sleep two, three in the mm-hmm. morning, praying for your flock. Yeah. You know, and you're and you're praying for people who are out defaming your name. You exactly. you're praying for your your sheep that don't even like you, and but because you are the shepherd, that is still your job despite how they feel. And you're held accountable for that. And you're held accountable because yeah. if 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 and know this, people, like if you're a sheep, you should be praising God because you're not held to the standard of accountability that your shepherd is held to. Because what they have to go through to just keep their sheep covered is something I would never want to do. Mm-hmm. I would never want to be. And let's just be honest. You know, people are just hard-headed. People are defiant, rebellious, want to mm-hmm. do what they want to do. Yeah. You know, and, 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 and for God to call you to, to, to lead those people, you know, that's a whole lot of sheep. Well, I would have kicked out my flock by now. <laughs> you know, I, I'm just glad he didn't yeah. see God know who to give the callings exactly. to. Exactly. It's already better than you, who, whoever's called to be a pastor. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. You know, another thing where I was thinking, like, you know, you and I, we struggle with stuff. We, you and I can talk about it, mm-hmm. you know, because 
we don't put each other on the pedestal. So right. I'm never shot. If you're going through something, you're not shot when I go through stuff. But who do pastors go to? Exactly. Like, what the pastor was struggling with fornicating, who can he go to? Mm-hmm. Now, my pastor. Did he go to um, you? <laughs> no, he actually, they, they go go to other pastors. Oh, that's who they go to. And, and, and Yeah, and they go to other pastors. Well, he goes to other pastors because... Only a pastor gonna know what another pastor goes through. True, yeah. yeah so, so, and 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 then what I learned from him was, man, there's a lot of pastors that experience the same thing, and the fact that they do have a support group is a blessing. Yeah. Because I will say that, you know, when pastors are have a support group, it it does stop them from going crazy. It does stop them from being depressed and wanting to commit suicide and just wanting to leave. You know, yeah. the church altogether. So, you know, it's very very good for that to happen. So. I would encourage the world to, you know, pray for your shepherd, which you're supposed to be doing anyway. Yeah. You're supposed to be praying for your shepherd on a daily basis. So if you're not, there's error in that right there. So even, even though, here's how God does it to me. The minute I see something I don't like when it comes to a leader, and I'm a leader, the minute I see something I don't like, or I feel like it was just extremely wrong, when I start to judge in my mind, the first thing God does is put the most triflingest thing that I've done in my face. And then he asked me, how would it feel if the world knew this? Mm. And it immediately shuts me down. I immediately come out of a judgmental mind state. And I immediately get right back humble and I understand. Yeah. So that's how God works with me so that I don't come to a place where uh, I don't know how to separate my spirit from my flesh when it yeah. comes to the man or woman of God, when they need to receive a word, because People, y'all need to know the devil is real slick. He will straight let you know some small dirt about someone who you're supposed to be receiving something from mm-hmm. so you won't be able to receive it. distracted, yeah. yeah. So just know that. Wow. And just think about it, though. These pastors, they got a huge responsibility so that when, you, when you're doing something, you're doing it right. The attack's getting more vicious because you become a bigger threat. Mm-hmm. And, and I think you have to keep that in mind that pastors, they are putting a target on their back by even accepting the job, you know, as far as, you know, spiritual attacks against them and their families. Mm-hmm. Because if the devil can get you off your game, then, you know, people are not being blessed in your church anymore. They're not being ministered to. They're not being preached to. They're not being, you know, the word's not because he's distracted now. Mm-hmm. Same thing you would take down to do anything. I mean, the Bible says if you, you can't rob a man's house, let you tie up the strong man first. Right. So, you know, if the pastor's the head, the tax come from him first, or him or her in this case. But... Mm-hmm. So just keep that in mind and pray for your pastor. And, and also keep in mind, you don't even want to go to church every Sunday. <laughs> and right. You sleep in, it's all right. <laughs> but he's there every Sunday. Right. Throughout the week, he's preparing to serve it, mm-hmm. going to hospital visits, doing baby dedication, preaching mm-hmm. funerals for members of his church who died. So just keep in mind, just be a little empathetic on some things. On all things, though. On all things. On all things. I don't even know why we got a change about pastors, but that's where we, where yeah. we ended up. But uh, at the end of the day, Pastors are humans. Pray for them. Love the world. Love everybody as you would love yourself. Right. That's all I got. And at the end of the day, it's not right to literally give a man, whether he's a leader or not, props on doing something wrong, but belittle a woman for doing the same thing. It's wrong all the way around Save the, the board. Unsaved. Right. Save the unsaved. <laughs> this ain't even about being saved yeah, or not. It's wrong. So, you know, it's just wrong all the way around the table. And just know, you know, there are brothers out there who are praying, you know, saying that at some point in time that this world does look at men and women as, as the same as equal balance. You know what's funny though about that? 
like these men that you used to nut, you know, fist bump with about how many you hit mm-hmm. back in the day. That that whole conversation changed when you get daughters. Oh, I sure <laughs> That whole conversation changed, bro. You, oh, it's gonna get real serious when it's it does. Uh, when it's your daughter. It's pretending to your child. Yeah, it's, it's totally different. <laughs> but anyway, that's all we got, man. Thank y'all for tuning in. Thank y'all for downloading. Thank you for the support. Keep us keep us lifted in prayers. We continue to do what we are called to do in this situation. Thank y'all so much. That's right. Peace. Peace.